live from the Bourbon Bunker. This is the Bobby J Podcast, episode four, So Long Andy. Welcome everybody. This is actually been a surprising week of Bengals, uh, Bengals activity. I don't think anybody, well I guess some people did see it coming and most of the NFL probably expected it, other teams that, that is. Um, but it's one of the most notable since the draft or uh, maybe signing DJ Reader. But probably one of the most notable weeks in, in the franchise in a little while. Uh, starting off, the main thing in the title, so long Andy. Uh, the Bengals have released their franchise quarterback, Andy Dalton. I've been here with us for nine years, so... It'll be a bit of a change. Uh, it is a big deal. I'll cover that more in the second half uh, towards the end. This first half, I'm kind of going to go over the post-draft free agent pickups. I, I thought about how to do this correctly um, without making it sound as boring or as little boring as possible and uh, or least boring, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, there's a couple guys that I highlighted. I'm going to go over. Uh, I'll read them all to you. Um, as far as free agents that have been in the league, we signed, uh, re-signed defensive tackle Josh Tupu. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, Tupu. Topu. Uh, he was with us last year. He's, uh, I wouldn't even say a good backup. Maybe the backup's backup, but he is a solid maybe four or five guy coming in at defensive tackle. Not somebody that's going to change the game by any means, but he'll give that DJ Reader, Geno Atkins, uh, you know, he'll be able to switch in, give those guys a little bit of a rest, especially after losing Andrew Billings last year or this past season to the uh, Cleveland Browns. We also did pick up linebacker Austin Calitro. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, came over from Jacksonville. I don't expect much from him, especially what we've done in the linebacking core this offseason completely revamped this guy I really don't expect him to make it past training camp uh, another name that really sticks out is a uh, halfback Samaj P. Ryan solid special teams guy I guess a solid backup running back you could say I don't expect to see much of him outside of special teams he was with us and then I believe I forget where we got him from. I want to say Miami. Could be wrong. Um, but I don't expect much outside of special teams from him. Uh, that said, you know, I do I do think he is a solid running back in emergency situations if needed. Um, so that's not a bad pickup. I think the best one here is Josh Tupu, though, to get just to give those, uh, that defensive front a little bit of a breather. Uh, now on to some of the post-draft free agent pickups. Again, I, I guess the easiest way to do this is read this and then kind of get the players I highlighted. Have them stand out. No, that might actually do something and stand out come regular season. Uh, but we got defensive tackle Trey Dishon. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, some of these are... Kind of goofy pronunciations. I'm just going to give it my best shot. But he comes from Kansas State. We also got Scotty Washington from Wake Forest. He is actually somebody I'm kind of excited for. I think he may not give us 
we are loaded in the wide receiver room. He may not give us a lot of minutes, but I think he's a solid backup if uh, barring an injury, which knock on wood doesn't happen with our guys. We have, again, we're loaded there. Um, that free agent, very high upside, no risk at all. Uh, he had an injured in- ankle injury. Or, ankle injury in November um he has actually worked out with Joe Burrow good contested wide receiver balls coming his way in contest he is going to pick that up good see uh, good size speed and height weight um he actually has first time at Wake Forest a career yards per catch of over 15 yards per catch uh, which is very impressive so He's one of the guys I, I do expect to make this team or at least the practice squad at worst only because the wide receiver room is one of our better areas. Uh, next up, we signed offensive tackle Josh, I think it's pronounced Nightful from Iowa State. Uh, next, halfback Devois Whaley, Arkansas. Linebacker Marcel Spears Jr. out of Iowa State also. Uh, then we'll go on to tight end Mitchell Wilcox, South Florida. I'm a little bit excited about him. Uh, he actually holds the South Florida's records for both the year and the career um, for tight end. Three-time All-AAC. Uh, he's quality backer, or I'm sorry, quality blocker. Uh, I think they had two, maybe three back-to-back-to-back thousand-yard rushers, so... Hopefully that's somebody that can get in there, add to the tight end room, maybe even become an extra weapon, surprising weapon for Joe Burrow. Uh, move on, Isaiah Swan from Dartmouth, Kendall, Kendall Futrell, East Carolina, guard Clay Cordosco, Oregon State, uh, and defensive end Kendra, Kendall Futrell from East Carolina. I don't think I said his position. Uh but that brings us to probably the biggest guy that we did sign after the draft, Tyler Clark, defensive tackle from Georgia. I think he was the most coveted guy out of free agency from the draft. Um, and just above Mitchell Wilcox, he had a team high eight tackles for loss. Uh, he's part of that Georgia senior class with that has won a school record for University of Georgia, 44 games. Uh, his junior season, he looks like he had an injury to his finger, broke his finger, and maybe could have dropped him in the uh, in some of his draft stock. So that's uh, maybe what hurt him to an extent. I'm not entirely too sure, but I do think he can come in. Worst case, practice squad player, but I do expect him on the uh, 53-man roster. Solid backup, especially a defensive tackle. See what he's got. Heck, our uh, other defensive tackle from Georgia turned out pretty well. But yeah, that does cover kind of what we did after the draft. Those three players: uh, Mitchell Wilcox, Scotty Washington, Tyler Cargo. The three that I expect to do anything for the Bengals, unless we get lucky with a surprise guy. Don't expect much. Those guys usually don't make the team. Uh, but those would be three I'd maybe keep an eye on come training camp. It might be fun to watch, maybe for the practice squad or beyond. Uh, 
That said, we'll go on to segment number two. So stay right here. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Segment number two. Uh, this will actually be the first episode with three different segments. Uh, this will be a little bit shorter one, but something I'm surprised with of the from the Bengals, or I guess the Bengals alumni, seeing them sort of come back. You've got... In the offseason, you had rumors of T.J. Hushmanzada actually working out with T. Higgins and Joe Burrow out there in South Southern California. Uh, but the most notable, Chad Ochocinco, or I think he's back now to Chad Johnson. Uh, he's actually kind of, kind of becoming a hype man, kind of being excited for the Bengals. Hopefully, revving up this fan base a little bit, especially after the past few years we've had almost nothing to cheer for and he's kind of leading that charge uh he actually released a video uh on draft night on round one when we did pick joe burrow uh just showing his excitement um tweeted a video saying how much he loves joe burrow uh and congratulating the Bengals organization as well as the fans he sounded excited uh, and i hope hope that'll kind of carry over into the fan base a little bit and the actual team itself. Uh, he also tweeted later on that night how upset he was that T. Higgins was still available. And I think it goes, end quote, game changer T. Higgins was still on the board after the first round. Lo and behold, he is here in Cincinnati. So I'm excited. And of course, my dog's barking in the background. You might be able to hear that. Um, but he is here in Cincinnati, and due to that, I believe, Chad Johnson actually blessed off on him. Uh, T. Higgins wearing number 85. So it, as a Bengals fan, it's exciting to see that. I hope this actually kind of bleeds into the team a little bit. I hope he comes around more, gets the fan base excited, uh, continues tweeting. I mean... Back on April 23rd, he tweeted, Happy Joe Burrow to the Bengals Day. Uh, tweeted on the 27th about the wide receivers, wide receiver room. Uh, it's good seeing that, though, as, as a fan. One of your, I would say, the best, but you got to say arguably the best wide receiver in franchise history only because uh, A.J. Green's here now. And either or, both of them are fantastic. That's a different argument, different day. Uh but just seeing Chad Johnson come out, be excited, release videos, tweet, be excited for this franchise. I hope that does bleed into this organization, this fan base, and the and the team itself. Um, have an alumni come back. Let's build this up after this draft and be excited. I know he's excited about Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow as much as I am. So that hopefully sticks around that is something very surprising but very exciting in itself so i will pause one more time finish it out segment number three coming up this is the final segment tonight uh, first things first i'm gonna just two things i believe um first things Thanks for all the listeners I've had. I've actually had over 50 listeners, and that is incredible to me. Uh, so I want to say thank you. I expected maybe 10, 15, 
people listening to this and to see over 50 is incredible it's unbelievable actually and just want to say thank you i hope you guys enjoy it and i hope i do uh as time goes on get this thing built up better i actually am already looking into doing a blog alongside this a blog i think i said that weird uh look forward though to hopefully getting that up and running here it may not be until summer once maybe training camp starts up to go alongside this uh and leads me into my second thing i wanted to have a caller call in tonight or a buddy doing this with me unfortunately it doesn't work out COVID 19 strikes again here in 2020 um i tried to do the voiceover phone it just was not working at the moment i just couldn't get it the sound right i'm going to mess around with some things and hopefully here in the near future i'll be able to get that right but uh as of now unfortunately no caller this evening but in this final segment i kind of wanted to dedicate it dedicate it to andy dalton the releasing of the Bengals franchise a quarterback of nine years um, as a fan sometimes it is sad you know to see things like this happen uh, it's one of the i guess you know the downsides of drafting such a coveted prospect and joe burrow it is time to let andy dalton go uh He's been here for nine years. He came in in 2011. I remember specifically talking, I want to say it was to my aunt. I'm not 100% sure who it might have been a friend. But that year, I remember, you know, talking that summer after the draft, after we'd already gotten A.J. Green, but just kind of talking about the Bengals. And I don't think I expected us to win more than three games. Didn't know anybody. And Carson Palmer had left. Lo and behold, we whip out five playoff trips starting that year. Um, so, incredible run. Unfortunately, no success in the, in January in the playoffs. But, you know, Andy Dalton came in a little bit underdog and really, really made a name for himself, really gave us some fun years. I remember sitting in the jungle for a lot of games, uh, specifically Green Bay and against New England watching those wins uh, I think that was 2013 season where they had the undefeated home record uh, I think it was New England when a storm came through on Brady's last drive and I want to say Pac-Man Jones picked it off and then we had Green Bay with the incredible punt block return touchdown I want to say that kind of sealed the deal for us uh, one fun year and then 2015 fantastic year as a fan Unfortunately, injury uh, to Andy Dalton was kind of the undoing. Had a chance to get a bye in that first round against the Broncos. Had A.J. McCarron, though, due to the Andy Dalton injury. Just jumped up to, I think, a 16-point lead or maybe 14 points at halftime. Broncos come back. The rest is history. <laughs> so Andy Dalton really did give us some highs. Uh, at least during the regular season and some he did have some incredible lows though one I think everybody remembers is the New England on the Cincinnati game after uh, being dismantled by Kansas City New England invites Cincinnati to Monday night football might have been Sunday night football if I remember uh, 
just demolish us. Andy Dalton looked awful. Uh, and I remember being a Thursday night game, probably 2014, 2015, um, against Cleveland Browns. Again, Andy looked abysmal. Uh, so he was not, he was, I guess, the opposite of prime time, you could say, uh, unfortunately for Andy. But overall, he was a good quarterback. He's the type of guy that will, a good team will make him look good, or a great team will make him look good, a bad team will make him look bad. Uh, he's kind of run-of-the-mill kind of guy, but he did give us, especially coming out of nowhere, he did give us some good years, and it is always sad to see changing of the guard to an extent, you know, he's been here for almost a decade going into Paul Brown Stadium, that's your quarterback. So it is a little sad to see as a fan. You always have those fans that will hate the quarterback for every interception and burn their jersey. But, you know, as passionate as that kind of fan is, I hate seeing that. You know, it's not one individual guy stops running on a on a route and you got to blame the quarterback because it shows up in his stat sheet. But, you know, a couple – I guess I'll go over a couple uh, – of Andy Dalton's stat lines that are pretty impressive uh, here with the Bengals. One I saw, he has 22 rushing touchdowns, which is fifth most in the 2011 draft class, which is uh, kind of funny uh, considering you have running backs in there that didn't get 22 touchdowns in 10 years. Uh, you also that stat 22 rushing touchdowns is the most in our franchise history at quarterback uh, another thing 31,594 career passing yards again the most in the uh, 2011 NFL draft class uh, and he was a second rounder so there's a couple first round quarterbacks that went didn't do that he had five those five playoff appearances consecutive appearances unfortunately I kind of chalked two of those up actually you could almost three say three chalk those up you know his rookie year against a very very strong Houston Texans team then also we went to Indianapolis and I want to say perfect AJ Green and maybe Geo possibly Geo I forget exactly who but we we had some of our star guys all hurt that game so it's kind of just Andy slinging it <laughs> uh, unfortunately we did not win that one either but you know whipping out five in a row is very impressive 70 career victories with the Bengals uh, 534 winning percentage best of any Bengals quarterback with 25 or more starts a uh, couple of the bigger things he is the all-time Bengals franchise leader in touchdown passes, completions, and game-winning drives, uh, along with 300-yard games. So, it's, you know, he's also, I think, career passer rating. I don't know if I said that. Uh, I think you could, I know a lot of fans, actually, his success, they attribute to having A.J. Green. Uh, but that is... You know, Andrew Green hasn't always been on the field, so I do think you've got to give a lot of that to Andy Dalton. Came in here, a little bit of a 
you know, surprise. Fans all some fans always hated him, uh, but it is uh, it is an attribute to his his talent. It is sad to see him go. He signed, I think, a one-year deal with Dallas Cowboys. I applaud him for that. I was actually afraid uh, he'd end up in Pittsburgh a little bit just because I know Ben Roethlisberger is not the healthiest of guys. I'd hate to see that. We all know how much we hate Pittsburgh. Uh, along with, I know he had a chance to, uh, I think, Jacksonville and New England were two of the hot spots that were predicted for him to go to. Uh, possibly Carolina. Got Teddy Bridgewater over there. May not be the best of choices. Uh, Jacksonville, they're, I think, blowing their team up. They're in the process. Uh, that would not be a good, other than being a starting quarterback, in my opinion, would be just kind of a dumb spot to go to. Uh, it'll make him look kind of bad the next couple years. New England, again, you'd be a starting quarterback, but you're starting after the all-time greatest quarterback in Tom Brady. I would, You don't want to be that guy that follows that up uh, unless maybe you're a rookie and drafted in that situation. You, you don't want to be that guy, whoever that is. I feel bad for them, especially somebody with Andy Dalton's caliber. You, you don't want that on your shoulders uh, compared to Tom Brady. He landed, I think, in a very solid spot. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he doesn't have the pressure of being the starting quarterback. He's got all the talent to at least challenge Dak Prescott. I don't expect him to beat Dak Prescott. I think that is the man, and that'll take a lot. It'll take a, a little, little bit, bit of a step up for Andy to get that. Um, but, again, knock on wood, hate to say it, but, you know, barring some sort of injury, I don't see him starting for the Cowboys, but you're sitting on the bench with the Dallas Cowboys. How much better does it get there in Jerry World? Along with, I think if there's going to be injuries, especially if there is a injury to a playoff contender and contending NFL team, I could very well see a trade happening where Andy gets that shot. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of want to go over. I, I do think... Andy gave us some good years. As a fan, it is, as I've said, a little bit sad to see, uh, but that's what comes when you draft somebody of Joe Cal or Joe Burrow's caliber. So changing of the guard here in Cincinnati, wanted to give Andy his due. Uh, with that said, I think I think that'll close out episode four. Might be a little bit shorter this time. Uh, might be a few weeks till I get back on here. It's kind of that dead period as I was talking about, unless something big happens. Um, really won't get this thing ramped up till probably right before training camp. Uh, July-ish. That's if COVID-19 really doesn't hint, uh, put a pause on everything, but I know the NFL is trying to go. Fans are not, though. They'll, they'll definitely put some games on TV. So I look forward to it. Thanks for listening. Again, over 50 listeners. Amazing to me. And uh, let's work on doubling that now. Let's, let's get to that three digits, that 100. I'm going to look forward to that maybe in July. Um, so, yeah, that concludes Episode 4. Again, I uh, just want to say thank you, Andy, for everything you did. Looking forward. Good luck in Dallas. But uh, 
It's a new era here in Cincy. I'm excited. Thank you for listening. Bye.